Hey guys, it's Kaylee and Cecilia bringing you the STEM at St. Mike's podcast. We are going to be your hosts, and each week we'll be bringing you current science topics and exploring STEM opportunities right here at St. Mike's. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We have both the chants with us today, Dr. and Dr. Chant. <laughs> Not at all confusing. <laughs> no. First off, we like to start off with kind of a fun question. And so our fun question today is, what is your favorite aspect here at St. Mike's? I like the students a whole lot. I have to admit, I've taught elsewhere, and I really enjoy the relationship the students have with the professors and the relationship they have with each other, especially in the science departments. I mean, I've only been in the science department, so I don't know, but they seem really supportive. They're really friendly. They're very kind to each other. There doesn't seem to be this whole, if I do well, you won't do well, and therefore I'm, you know, it's against each other. It's very supportive. People go out of their way to help each other out, to give each other, you know, moral support and educational support, and it's just really refreshing. It's a nice place to be, and I missed that a lot over the pandemic, being able to see everybody and have that sense of community. How about you, Alan? What do you think? Well, Definitely a lot of what you've already said, but, you know, I'm in a position where I interact, as you know, Katie knows, um, with a lot of the students, you know, through employing them um, and, but just generally a lot of interaction with students, especially the seniors, um, juniors, and you're right, it's really nice to have that a relation, actually have a relationship. I taught in a number of places where there are large classes and you just feel very detached and it's here it's you have actually have a relationship and you have time to learn about each of the students on the floor and that is by far the best experience as an educator I mean we all know our subject we all teach it in the best way we can but as educators one of the biggest parts of it is actually the interaction we have with the students so being here is just fantastic. And the small class sizes just make that, you know, enable that to happen, if you like. Yeah, that's great. I definitely am a big fan of the small class sizes, really for the reasons that you just said. You get to know your professors, they get to know you. It's a lot easier to ask for help, I think, when you have that relationship with them. How did you both end up in the chemistry department here at St. Mike's? Well, I started first, so I'm going to answer this first, Alan. Sorry, I'm going to jump in. So I actually got my educating, my middle level licensure. I can teach grades five through nine. And I had taught in graduate school and I really missed it. And my mom was a teacher. My grandmother's a teacher. And so I was like, I'm never teaching because my family teaches and I'm not doing the whole, you know, my mom does it. And so I'm going to do it. And here I am. But I got a position as a visiting assistant professor, which is for a year here. And then I went to a different institution for two years that wasn't in Vermont. And I really missed Vermont. I liked where I was, but I missed being here. And so they were looking to fill a tenure track position and I ended up being able to come back and teach here. And I sort of roped Alan into applying for, but I'll let him tell that story. <laughs> you can speak for me. You usually do anyway. So, you have a better accent. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I've been affiliated with the department quite a bit before I actually took a position on here. I was an adjunct way back. We're talking you know, 2012 or something like that, where I actually taught Orgo Labs way back then, but also 
I was doing research with Christina. She didn't pay me or anything. So free <laughs> labor. And so I really got to know all the people in the department. And then Jen, when she retired, we talked about maybe me applying for that position, mainly because I enjoy some aspects of it that isn't teaching, and that is the management and organizing. And, and a little bit of teaching on top of that is just a perfect balance for me. And again, you know, I had the opportunity to see how everybody interacts. I was kind of very jealous, actually, of how the department and the college was, because I was at UVM, where it was just big and lots of students, and they always seemed so angry. <laughs> so whereas here, everybody was happy, go lucky. It was just, it was a no-brainer for me. And they gave me the job. So that's great. <laughs> now I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It definitely is a little bit better to be somewhere where everyone is happy. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are both chemistry professors here, and obviously you have your own areas of expertise, but we wanted to know which areas of those excites you the most. Do you want to answer this first time? Okay, I'll go first this time. Then. <laughs> <laughs> and I will not bore you with the details. But my area that is protein chemistry and kinetics, enzyme kinetics, uh, that, uh, those kinds of areas specifically. But what we're focusing on right now is targeted drug design using protein therapeutics. And so that's where we're kind of looking at right now is taking what I enjoy about or what we enjoy about proteins and manipulation of proteins to give them a purpose and a, a role in medicine. Our PhDs are actually really close. He's biophysics and I'm biophysical chemistry. So, you know, just stick another word in there. But I really, I've always been fascinated by what makes proteins fold and what makes them have specific functions. And so that's what we're working on together. I'm also really enjoying teaching analytical chemistry, which is not the field I came from, but I've always liked numbers and things like that. So it's a weird overlap. I haven't found an overlap yet. So it's sort of like two different interests, but yeah, we're enjoying being able to work with undergrads on different, doing smaller research projects, but you never know what we'll find. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, it's a very low pressure research environment. And that means that the professors doing their research mean they can relax and then can enjoy it without too much pressure of the publication or getting grant money. You know, the college supports student research. Um, to the point where we can have students in working on pretty high-level projects, actually. So, yeah. Nice. Do you have any advice for students outside of, like, their schoolwork, kind of finding something that they like to do outside of academics? Go on. Do you want to answer that? No, anymore? I don't. There is no life outside of school. <laughs> on. What's that, Kelly? You started that coffee company this summer. Yeah, well, that's it. There's definitely the coffee cup, the Giddy Goat, by the way, um, is the name. You know, I'm not pushing that at all. We did start a coffee company and with an interest of, you know, just making good coffee. But also I was talking to Professor Corich about it and we could do some analytics on coffee. You know, what makes a good cup of coffee? 
So that's how really interesting our lives are. <laughs> I think because we've just drank all the coffee. If we haven't really managed to sell any or analyze it. We just we just drink it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you don't know. actually have any research materials available because we keep drinking it. <laughs> but you need the balance, though. I mean, I remember being in school and it was all about school. And then you get done with it and you're like, who am I? You know, I was a student for so long. So it just, you need to be able, especially in this, I hate to say this day and age, it makes me sound like I'm like 95, but you need something outside of school, just a relief, a pressure relief. Like I sew, I sew all of the clothes that we wear and I play music and Alan did jujitsu, right? That's what you did for a little while. Okay. I keep wanting to say Taekwondo. That's what I did. And it's helpful. It's just helpful to, otherwise you're just so focused on school and it's not all about school. You need to find something that's going to distract you from the rest of the world, you know? Otherwise, you're just going to get burnout. You know, I've always been very jealous of the students that come into my office and they talk about how as part of their course, even, that they've gone scuba diving. Um, you know, sometimes if you take up a hobby and you go in directions that, you know, your hobby can take you in directions and get you contacts that lead you to a, you know, to a different type of job or interest that kind of could change the direction your, you know, your interests go as far as work and careers as well. Yeah, it's definitely easy to get lost in school because there's just like so much that you can do all the time and it feels hard. I mean, especially for me to, you know, take breaks from that. So it's definitely important. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it can get you some cool connections. Definitely. All right. And so we have one question left but before we get to that question if you guys would love to share with the audience how you guys met we would really enjoy to hear it go ahead alan i like it when you tell the story because nice i must admit no i don't think that's a so what about your interpretation my interpretation of how we met how we met so I, I tell slightly differently i was married before i have a son from a previous marriage and I would bring him in to visit me when we were both postdocs and my lab moved next to Alan's lab. And so UVM, we have really big labs. It was about 20 people in each of the labs. So it wasn't like it was, you know, a, a small number of people. And I had brought Alex in. Alex is my son one day. He was about three, I think, I don't know, around that age. And I walked out and one of the people who was working there was talking to Alan. I was like, oh, he's a British accent. Because, like, you know, it's the British accent. It's all about that. And so... I was with Alex and we just started talking and it was, it was one of those things, this is going to sound cheesy, but it was instant. Like, I love this guy, even though I don't really know him, you know, that weird click, I guess. And as Alan is walking away, cause we were doing the whole weird, like kind of getting to know each other talk. And Alex goes, mommy, I don't like that man. Sorry. We met at work. We met because we were doing research and, and that's incredibly geeky. And we still talk about science and bore our children to death. But yeah, that's how we met. We've learned to cut each other off though when talking <laughs> about work because it's so easy to fall into the trap of, you know, you get home and you talk about work and you can just spiral into hours and hours of getting caught up in talking about work. And so we tried, well, we tried it anyway, where we said, look, or, okay, 10 minutes. We've got 10 minutes each, complain about work, get excited about work, talk about work, 10 minutes, and then you cut off. <laughs> okay. And then I'd get mad because I wouldn't be able to finish my sentence that I was excited about. <laughs> 
That's a very good story. I like the way that you tell it. <laughs> Mrs. Chan. <laughs> My son's 22 now, and I think he's grown to like Alan a lot more. Yeah, so. I would hope so. <laughs> Better. <Yeah. laughs> All right. So we wanted to know, and I'm sure the audience wants to know, how do you guys keep the chemistry alive? You know, no pun intended. <laughs> I mean, we had to include that in there. We've been really lucky in that I don't feel like we have to work at it. It's Our relationship has never felt like work. He's always, every time I see him, I still get that giddy, weird feeling of like, oh, there's Alan. And I don't know. We've always been very fortunate not to have to work at it. So I don't know. I, it's a hard question to answer because we haven't really had to put much work into it. I'm just answering from my, what do you think, Alan? <laughs> You're, uh, I'll, like, oh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I think I know the reason why that is. And it's your accent. It's the <laughs> accent. Yeah. I went to elocution lessons, you know, and watched, you know, My Fair Lady like 500 times. But no, I think we're very good at communicating with each other and being very open about what's on our, how we're feeling and if we're, you know, upset about something. But for the most part, the biggest thing is, you know, respecting each other. And it's, this sounds really corny, but. You know, I, I heard on a radio that uh, they were interviewing this couple about how had they stayed together, working together and being together for 50 years. And they said it was respect and communication. And I thought, wow, that really is true. You know, I still open the door for my wife and I still compliment her almost every day. And, oh. and, and as embarrassing as this is, there, there has never been a day that's gone by where we haven't each told each other that you know we love the other person and that goes a long way just keeping check on that and making sure that the other person is valued still i love that that is some great advice mm -hmm. that hopefully people can hear and take to heart yes. <laughs> right before valentine's day, for valentine's day yes. <laughs> they'll have four days to prepare yes <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for joining us both of you it was so great to have you on today thank you thank you for joining us here on the stem at saint mike's podcast you can find our podcast on spotify and apple music and if you want to hear more about new content we're going to be putting out ways that you can be a part of the stem at saint mike's podcast or if you have any questions for us feel free to head on over to our instagram page at stem at saint mike's podcast we appreciate your support so much and we'll see you all next week